All right, on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche, we have reached November, so we will be talking about the Avalanche November schedule. Uh, The chief content officer of the NHL was on the 32 Thoughts podcast and threw out some really cool and interesting things that the league could be advancing towards. And that question that we've been teasing for a couple days now that Kyle threw out on a Twitter space, we're going to get to that to right now brand new episode of locked on avalanche coming at you your locked on avalanche your daily podcast on the colorado avalanche part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right everybody welcome to the locked on avalanche podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i am your host chris maselli with me as always mr shaggy von doom Kyle Sullivan, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And you can follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Before we get to anything today, Shaggy, I think everybody wants to know, how did the trick-or-treating going? How how did the trick-or-treating go, I should say? The kids walked away with a haul. We timed it about right where everything was getting dark, and they hit a lot of houses when everybody's like just ready to empty their bags and go in the house. So they got a ton of candy. And and how did you do? And was it everything that you had hoped? And did you get arrested? Did you get into like (laughs) shaving cream fights and toilet paper fights and all that other stuff? A couple of the adults call out the costume. They're Love big it. Macho Man fans and realized how old I am. Came home with a swollen knee. So that's <laughs> a lot of walking. Yes, it can be. So good for you, man. I'm, I'm glad it was a, a good day for you. And now we turn the page to November. So we will get into the avalanche schedule here in a minute. Um, but the first thing that we wanted to get into was we've been teasing it for a little while. And if you if you join Kyle on those Twitter spaces, he doesn't do it for every single game. So for games here and there, he he throws out uh, those spaces on Twitter, and you can just join with him and other Avalanche fans and watch the game and kind of just interact with fans. And you threw this out there. When was this for the... Kraken game or the Winnipeg game? I don't remember exactly when it was. It was a few games. I think ago. it was that Winnipeg game. Yeah, it might have been the Winnipeg game. And you threw out a question. So I'll let you, you know, ask it. And and it, it was shocking to me that you threw this out there. But what was the context of it? Why did you throw this out for the people that were in the Twitter spaces to discuss? You know what? I think it was actually that Ranger game because this it came up. Oh, when... you're right. It was the Ranger game um, when Yorgi have made that save that I referenced in the in the follow up episode of that game when he was laying on his back sitting on the puck and everybody in the Twitter spaces was talking about I'm really coming around to this Yorgi guy he's he's yeah. really doing great I took a step back and just kind of tested everybody's temperature on this okay and you mentioned it on yesterday's episode, how you're really, you're, you're sold, you're bought in. Like I've come around on your give, you're mm-hmm. very on the fence. And that's, that's a big, um, 180 on your stance starting the season. Happened, happened sooner than I thought it would too. So, yeah. So you're not the only one who's made a 180, um, 
I posed to everyone in there. If the Avalanche kind of continue not getting the production on that bottom six, how tied are we to Pavel Prantsos? And could he be a possible trade piece? Mm. Everybody stop. Stop <laughs> typing on YouTube. I the know I hear scratched. it. Yeah, yeah. I hear it. I hear it. <clears throat> everyone settle down. Yeah. There was this. Now, this is the biggest Frankie guy here. Like, I'm just oh, yeah. throwing this out there. Like, if Yorgiev is actually all that in a bag of chips, and he's the long-term answer between the pipes, are we silly for thinking this could be a trade deadline piece? I'm throwing this out there to think. Just wrap our minds around it, because mm -hmm. I, I comment to everybody that comments on YouTube, and everyone's first scapegoat for the past two years has been Samuel Gerrard. Right. Uh, that's understandable. He's five million dollar cap hit mm -hmm. do you also realize josh manson is just a five hundred thousand dollars cheaper and mm -hmm. he's older and he has a no trade clause mm -hmm. so he's he's just sitting there and everybody wants to point at the five million but we also have that i i didn't anticipate josh manson getting off to the start that he had but that contract gets a little uglier the more things aren't happening okay so are we tied to pavel francos and could we be okay with maybe useless ananin bringing back jojo in that backup spot because <laughs> there you go because <laughs> deeper deeper into the season we go like it's always wonderful conversation at the beginning of the year for the 1a 1b uh goalie position when it gets to the final month or two in the season, you're not going 1A, 1B. You want your goalies to stay hot. You mm -hmm. might give them a night off, but it's three, four, five nights in a row, three, four, five games in a row. You want them to stay hot. You want them to see the competition. You're not really going 1A, 1B throughout the season. You're not, uh, but more teams are giving their 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 a one starter more rest and you're not I and mean, when we when we had the uh the predators hosts on mm -hmm. we were talking about that with with soros like did they overwork him uh connor hellebuck's another one and you know do they overwork those guys so you know is is 60 games way too many 65 games way too many it should be more in like the 50 and give the other guy about 30 32 somewhere in that range and i think the uh, you know i I don't know. I think the Avs, if you get rid of Francois, I mean, the first thing is like, what are you going to get in return? You're, you're yeah. not, you're not really going to, you're not going to solve a problem by, by trading Pavel Francois. So I, I don't, I mean, I get what you're saying because if Jorgiv is that guy, is, is Francois expendable? I guess in some capacity. Yeah. But I don't think they want to because I think they like having him there and, and knowing that, on any given day, something can happen to to your starter and your give, and you're going to need him. And do you want to chance that? That is a big risk for the. They are comfortable with Francois there. With they're, they're comfortable with his play. They're comfortable with his his salary cap number. You know what I mean? Like they are happy that both their goalies only cost them like five million dollars or some whatever it is. You know exact. <clears throat> they they don't want I, I can't imagine they would want to go out to get rid of him 
to fill a role, which again, you likely won't be able to do because you're not going to get a huge return in a backup goalie. But let's just say you do. Let's just say you you get rid of him to, to get a fourth liner or something like that. And yeah, now your backup is guys that are unproven. I don't know. I, I, I think I think for those reasons, it, to 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 quote the uh, great Mark Cuban in Shark Tank, and for those reasons, I'm out. I, you know, I pose this just kind of tongue in cheek. I'm not. I mean, everyone knows me. I'm not pushing Frankie out the door here. Right. But looking back, and we mentioned the calendars changed. This is now November. Turn around. This is November. Fall. It's beautiful. No more Halloween. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Um. October was not great for the avalanche um, coming right out of the gate. And I mean, yeah. And if this is something that could be corrected in November, we've seen last year, what a entire month can do for the Colorado avalanche. Um, you could, you've seen them turn it around, but right. if, if not like this is a contract year for new hook, we talked about that in the off season and he mm-hmm. has been, he's been out there, but he hasn't been, he has it stepped up like we like. So, no, nah, but I'm not going to talk about a contract for New Hooker at this stage in the game. I, I you know, he's a, a restricted free agent, so I want to see what he's got for the duration of this year before we really go down that road. And same with Cout. <clears throat> Cout could be a trade piece. Uh, I mean, he's restricted as well, um, and that's the thing. Like. If if you were to just want to trade Francois uh, for to fill in some other pieces, you'd have to package him with something. Yes, um, and maybe it's a team maybe could be high on Count just because eh, maybe give him a, a different atmosphere and maybe he can produce. You threw out Sammy Gerard. I I'm sorry, people. I, I know a lot of people think he could be trade bait. Maybe he could be. Could be yep. trade big if it's if it's a big name guy. Maybe if you're going after one of the Chicago duo, um, and they want Sam Gerard, maybe you do that. But the, I think the big reason why I wouldn't do that if I were the Avalanche is because now you could have gotten rid of Sam Gerard and kept uh, Nazem Kadri. Yeah. So now if you're you're going to give up on on Sam Gerard even if it's at the trade deadline um that's that's a you know that's a one two punch right there because losing out on Kadri because you wanted to, if you're if you're keeping Sam Gerard he could have easily been moved to free up that much money and and Nazem Kadri is still here and now 6 months later you're saying like yeah we're going to give up on you then you you it's just a it would be a bad move to do it later when you could have done it over the summer to keep a integral part of your team. And, and I bring up this whole conversation just to kind of almost like it's a wonderful life. Like this yeah. is the, like it's easy to complain about how the avalanche are playing right now. And that's understandable, especially after the New Jersey, New York game, it's easy to do that. And I'm kind of explaining like why our point is guys have to step up instead of, well, this guy needs to go out because that's what you hear a lot of Avalanche fans doing. We need to get rid of this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Put them yeah, far, far away. No. Mm-hmm. If we do that, if you look at the cap friendly, what this team is constructed, like there's some no-move clauses that hinder that. There's some contracts that hinder that. And then 
Fransos is going to be one of those that people are kicking the tires on. So if you want pieces moved, the guys that you just don't like, that you have a beef with for some reason, that's also going to have to be lumped in with a higher piece because that piece alone is not going to be enough to justify a deal. So I'm putting all that out there. Are you, do you believe in this team enough after everything they proved last year, even though they're not constructed exactly the same, mm. to pull their stuff out of this rut? Because if you're going to move pieces, other pieces have to go with it. And are you okay with that? For me, I, I like the team that's out there is is not the full team. It's just not like if we didn't have uh, injuries and things like that, I still wouldn't be making moves now. It, it's it's we, we just turned the calendar to November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like moves are not going to be made, and and we're pretty much just bringing this up because it's kind of fun to talk about. So it's fun yeah. to play GM and 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 move pieces around if need be, but um, none of it's going to happen right now because uh, it's November first, and you don't have Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, you don't have Darren Helm. Uh, Valnachuskin's been out a few games, so like this is not your finished product. If it if it were, and you had the October that you had, you're still not making moves because we just got to get you know everybody's going back to last year. Look what happened last year: four, five, and one for your first ten games. We're one loss away in regulation for that being the same exact first ten games. So nobody's like panicking, but. Uh, do do you have to? I mean, if you're GM, you always have to be forward thinking and 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 throwing this stuff kind of out there. Um, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to really right now gauge where the Avalanche are going to be by the trade deadline. And you would have to think that they would be buyers again because if you're in in a win now mode, um, and they are where we think they should be around the trade deadline. Uh, they're going to add some pieces here and there, but what have they done the past number of years? It, it's those those you know role players. Yep. They don't go for the big name. Everybody's always throwing out there right now the um, uh, Taves uh, from Chicago, and yep. um, you know like that th- those could be big moves out there. Like I, I'll believe it when I see it when the Avalanche pulling a big name like that, as, as, and Kane as well. Yeah, you remember uh, the offseason where you had Chris Kreider as a lock? Yeah, Chris Kreider. I mean, how many times was Taylor Hall coming over? Yeah. Um, people wanted to throw around Sidney Crosby <laughs> because yeah. of the connection to Nathan McKinnon. Like, it just – even even last year with Claude Giroux, I think the ads were in on him, and it was pretty much up to him, but they couldn't land him. Yeah. So I'm not saying it can't happen, but the abs don't go for those guys. They have their big names. And their big names are in the prime of their career. Kale McCarr's not even in the prime of his career yet. So they're not going to – that's not A1 on their list to go after those guys. So because of that, if they really feel like – if someone is saying, like, we want Pablo Francois, and what they're getting in return mixed with something is something that they really feel could could make them better, maybe they kick the tires on it. I, I don't know. I, I think it would hurt them in the long run. I do. Yeah. But – um. I don't know. I, I I don't see it happening, but I've been surprised before with moves made by by team. Look look at look at Tyson Joe's not saying the trade was shocking. They've benched him. Yeah. In in Minnesota. He's he is a healthy scratch right now. And if you remember, he was on the first line when he played uh his rematch game against the Avalanche. So things just go haywire quickly, you have no idea. But um what do you people think? Uh, throw it out in the the 
YouTube comments. If you, you know, what, what I know a lot of people are saying, get rid of Cal, get rid of uh, Maltsev and all those guys. Like they might be moved, but those are, those are, those are moving out role players to bring in role players, which isn't always a bad thing, but yeah. uh, what do you think of Francis? Could he be moved? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, all right, let's hear from Simply Safe. And uh, before that, we're going to get into uh, the schedule. Schedule has flipped to November. Um, and then some really fun things that the chief operating, or is that what is it? Chief, chief content, chief content officer from the NHL had to say on uh, 32 Thoughts. Really kind of fun stuff. One in particular, which is crazy if they pull it off uh but first simply simply safe and like we said the calendar has switched to november and did you know that over the holidays property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally that's why our friends at simply safe home security are offering 50 percent off of their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season order your simply safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind for this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system in 2022 by US News and World Report. That is the third year in a row they have won that award. With the top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras or adjust system settings right from your phone. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system that we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. It's their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. It's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, uh, October is done. Let's uh, move on from it. There was some good. There was some bad. There was some in between, uh, but it's over. And now we are moving on to November. So let's take a look at what things look like for the Avs. We know their first two games are uh, Friday and Saturday in Finland. You're doing uh, two against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, the, the first one is a home game. Oh, our home game in Finland. Our, our, our home game in Finland. And then the next game, uh, same arena, same ice. That is our away game. So, uh, you know. Makes just, sense. Just so you know. Uh, those are the first two. And then the rest, uh, when you come back from Finland, then you don't play until Thursday. So you have all that travel time. So you're off. So you're playing Friday, Saturday. Then you're off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then you have your next three games are at home. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. So after a long trip on the East Coast, traveling to another country, traveling all the way back, uh, your next three games are at home. And they are against Nashville. And the next one is against Carolina. And then the next one against St. Louis. Uh, skip a couple days. And then you're playing Carolina again in Carolina. I will be at that game, believe it or not. Uh, going to visit a uh, longtime friend of mine, uh, a podcast partner from uh, yesteryear. So uh, he lives in North Carolina. So I'm just, I'm going to visit him. And there just so happens to be an avalanche game. I, I mean, did I plan it around that? I can't say. <laughs> totally did. Um, but yeah, he, he's a he's a Carolina fan. And he's uh, he, he he's I'm he's coming with obviously. So uh, we will be at that game. 
and then day off. And then, so I'm looking at it now three, three games on the road. So you got three games at home and three games on the road, Carolina, Washington, Dallas at home for Vancouver, and then a back-to-back on the road for Nashville at home against Dallas. And then you finish the month off at Winnipeg. So in total, you got three, four, five, six home games, five and a half, we'll say, because one of them is in Finland. And then for away games, two, four, five and a half. So kind of split down the middle. Uh, When you look at this favorable, not favorable, better than October. What do you think? Starting out, coming back from Finland, facing Nashville at home. Nashville is a gritty, nasty team. Um, yeah, but that's they're not a, playing well right now. What's what's their uh, <clears throat> keep talking? It's a good. It's yeah. It's a good welcome back. Uh, stateside, here's the mustard cats. Have yeah. fun. Like that's it's not it's not going to be a fun matchup. Uh, Colorado and Nashville always butt heads, and they're always nasty. Um, that'll be interesting. Then to flip it around and play Carolina next, which is a lot of. A lot of fans, Stanley Cup prediction on that eastern side. Everybody loves what Carolina's doing and putting together. Yeah. So, and then to get tested again by St. Louis. That's a that's a good home opener. And St. Louis is not playing well right now. And as we record, I was actually watching their game uh, before we recorded. Let me see what it's. Yeah, it was five to one Kings, and it's still five to one with less than two minutes left. So they're they're going to lose that game. Um, but yet, like those two teams that I think everybody thought was going to be kind of at the top of the standings, and here you go. Like we're talking about how the Avalanche being mm-hmm. Asner are not where we thought they would be, or or I shouldn't say that would be playing better. Those are two teams I definitely thought would be playing better with with Nashville and St. Louis. So, like you're saying, like you might get a really good output for them because they're not playing well right now, and they have to turn it around too. Yeah. So. It- um that that stint in Columbus, well, in Columbus, it's in Finland against Columbus. They have to get back on track because you've already lost a game to New Jersey. Granted, they're a lot better than everybody anticipated. You dropped one to the Islanders. You dropped one. You've dropped games you shouldn't have. Yeah. So nobody looks like not a problem because you've already proved teams that you should easily take care of is an issue. Mm-hmm. And this team is not the team on paper that it should be. So every matchup is scary, and the the quality of talent that you're facing this month, especially like at the back end of November, going to Dallas, I that makes me sick to my stomach. I hate Dallas. They never play well in Dallas. No, <laughs> they, they don't. Um, I think it's either the tenth or the fourteenth. Um, the home game against Nashville or the home game against St. Louis. I think. Uh, God, I may, maybe it's a t- I'm wrong. I know it's one of those two days, but uh, they're they're wearing their reverse retros for the first time uh, on one of those games. God, please, I wish God, I don't be against Nashville. I can't remember. It's it's one of them too. I I, I could be. Wrong. I think I'm, I'm second guessing myself now. Maybe it's the St. Louis game, uh, but you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it in uh, one of those two games. And then you look at, um, you know, how many like there's there's a good amount of division games here. Mm-hmm. you're playing nashville twice you're playing dallas twice you're playing st louis and you're playing winnipeg 
So let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's six division games. So I'm not saying you're going to like get separation on those teams, but if you want to, you know, maybe it's a little bit tough to climb the standings because those are teams below you right now, but you can at least make separation from them. So a good amount of division games. Um, yeah, Dallas, you do one at home and one on the road against them. Uh, Nashville, one at home, one on the road against them. So yeah, you can you can get a, a good amount of division points in this month. And then this is kind of like where I get annoyed. Like, you know, I like a lot of people are, are have picked the Avalanche and Hurricanes for a Stanley Cup final, and their season series is over within a week. Yeah. You know, they, they play on, on Saturday the twelfth and then they play the next Thursday, the seventeenth. And I I just don't like that because it's like the, the team that is is playing or the two teams playing against each other in mid November would be completely different if you had the second game in mid March or something like yep. that or even mid February. So I don't know. It's just kind of like the way that the schedule works, but not really a big big fan of that. Yeah, and and if you take the month of November as a whole. Um, you really don't want to repeat what you did in October because it puts you really behind the eight ball going into December. And, you know, the old line, if you are not in a good place by American Christmas and like American Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. it's going to be a rough hill to climb. November sets the tone for December and December is where you really want to hit your stride. So November is important. And we're not going to look at December, but just if you just put November, December side by side, uh, December is loaded with games and this yep. was similar to last year november was kind of a light month and the abs had a good november which took them into december which was just chock full of games and the abs should be rested in november you have a big break right now traveling to finland i know that can wear on you a little bit and then a good break coming home and then yeah you have one back-to-back late in the month but you have you know there's some games here where you have uh two days off in a row um so the Ravs should be rested for yeah. for the month of November, which is good going into December because there's a ton of games uh, almost every other day you're playing in, in December, pretty much. So it's going to be uh, a month to watch for the Avs. And if, if so far everything's a carbon copy of last year, November was a good month last year. So maybe they can keep that, uh, you know, the, the same thing from last year going into this year and have a good November. So we'll say that'd be great. All right. Uh, the last thing we want to get to today is uh, the 32 thoughts podcast, which is outside of lockdown avalanche, probably the best hockey podcast uh, out there. No, it's a fantastic. I love it. Absolutely yep. love it. Um, and they had on, I want to get his name correct. Steve Mayer, who is the chief content officer and the senior executive vice president of the NHL. What he does I would love to have this guy's job because what he does is, is he's, he has probably one of the most fun jobs you can think of definitely when it comes to the NHL, but maybe in the world, because he's, he's coming up with content and different things to do for the NHL. So when you have like when, when he did uh, when, when the Lake Tahoe game, that was him. Not saying it's solely his idea. He has a team and stuff around him, but he put all that together. And if you want to go listen to the that episode, um, it was from it's a few episodes back. 
It's called Alligators Fenway Park and Around the Clock Hockey. And we'll talk about the alligators here in a second. This is the stuff he does. <laughs> it's just it's so cool. But he comes up with this stuff and he comes up with where to do uh, the the outdoor games. And he talked about Fenway Park and how typically when you have the rink in uh, baseball stadiums, it goes from third base to first base, kind of like mm-hmm. across the, the pitcher's mound. He's like, well, because we're working with the green monster, we wanted to kind of incorporate that. So he didn't want to give too many details because he wanted people to see it for the first time. But it's almost like they're they're shifting the ice a little bit, say in between maybe like third and second base. And mm-hmm. then they're building what it sounds like because he can't help himself. It's so funny. Like yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't want he's like, I don't want to say too much, but then he says enough where you figure out what he's talking about. And it's almost like they're building a a baseball diamond, but made of ice. So you can like skate the bases instead of like run the bases. And there's going to be just, you know how sometimes they have those like side sheets of ice yeah. for the outdoor games and kids are just out there skating. There's going to be people skating the bases. Like that's the stuff that this guy comes up with. Okay. Absolutely. I was listening to this episode. I'm like, dude, I want your job. Like I just want to be an <laughs> intern for you. So when you retire, I take over. Um, but a couple things that he talked about. One was... You know how – and does college basketball still do this? They used to do 24 hours of, mm-hmm. of college basketball. Yes. Started at like 3 in the morning, and they ran games all day long for 24 hours. They still do that? Yes. Last I checked, I believe they still do. Okay. Um, That's on the yeah. table. That Let's is on go. the table for the NHL to do a like opening. I don't be opening. It would have to be early in the season. You couldn't do. You couldn't slap it somewhere in the middle. So it would have to be somewhere in the like beginning of the season where you would do. You'd figure it all out and do a twenty four a, a twenty a day full of hockey. I would. I sign me up. I will take those days off of work. I will fake whatever sickness I need to. I will sit there. Um, kiss my kids on the head and say, go play with your mom <laughs> yeah. in your mom's house. And I will watch hockey for 24 hours in a row. I think that would just be, that's, that's a brilliant move. He talked oh, yeah. about what we have talked about, uh, doing an original six tournament. Didn't say if it was at the beginning of the season or where it would be fit in the schedule, but, uh, some, some sort of tournament for, and I say tournament, it's basically just the way the schedule works is they would yeah. all play each other, you know, in a round robin type of thing. Did he say our names? Because that was a really good No, idea. did not give us cred for that, but that's okay. That's all right. We we, we know who came up with the idea. Sorry, right, Steve. <laughs> um, he talked a lot about how the NHL has done a really good job of not forcing players, but it's maybe it's just like a natural progression of uh, because like the league gets, you know, younger and how social media has really kind of taken to the younger generation, obviously, and these younger players um, and how people like Trevor Zegras mm-hmm. are just out there on social media. He did mention by name, Kale McCarr and mm. how it was very, very interesting how they talked about him that, it's almost like they're working with him to have him be more social on like social media. Cause he's not really, when you think about like when you, if you follow, yeah. he does nothing on Twitter. He has a Twitter account, but he does nothing on there. He has an Instagram account and he puts stuff up there occasionally, 
Like every once in a while, he puts stuff, stuff there occasionally. But he is not posting like day in and day out. I, I mean, I think Landeskog's pretty good with yeah. posting stuff to social media. Um, but I mean, nobody else in the Avalanche really jumps out at me as, as posting like all the time. But he, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking about Kale McCarr on Twitter. It's got to be like everybody's first time on Twitter. You remember when Twitter first started, everybody was basically just like going to here and it was just like status updates. I feel like Kale McCars would be like going to Tim Hortons today. Very vanilla. Yeah. 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 Bought a like, smoothie. Yeah. Two for one on the Tim bits today. <laughs> so, um, but he talked about that, how they're trying to get players to be more just out there, put, put yourselves out there more. And they, they did talk about, uh, Makara in doing that, they talked about collabor- collaborating with other leagues, namely UFC. By Ooh. name, yeah, he's like, you know, we have a lot of guys that are UFC fans, and we want to try to figure out something to do with that. Um, and then the, maybe the most interesting one was at so at this year's uh all star game, which is in Florida. And I said, you know, the title of the episode is Alligators, Fenway Park, and Around the Clock Hockey. Um, again, he couldn't contain himself. And they kept calling them meat pucks, but they basically are hamburgers. And and one and and a one of these skill competitions is to fire hamburgers, aka meat pucks, into the mouths of alligators. Can I be an alligator? How they are going to do this, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I I, I can't wrap my head around how this will even look. You can't tell me there's not going to be a Happy Gilmore something tied to this. Well, they they did their Happy Gilmore with Lake Tahoe because that was on a golf course, so that was perfect. And you know, and he was a hockey player, that was perfect. Happy Gilmore with this, I mean, how how. Get Carl Weathers out there. I I don't even care how the scoring goes. I don't even care who wins this thing. I just want to see NHL players firing hamburgers into the mouths of alligators. Are you kidding me? And like the sun parts and like the ghost of Steve Irwin smiling in the clouds. (laughs) Oh, with the hand. Yeah. Yeah. With the the hand and his buddies with the alligators again. Oh, so that's true. You could. I didn't even think about that. That's what you were referencing with the Happy Gilmore thing. Okay. You could you could have that side of Happy Gilmore uh, with the alligator. Oh my god! Yeah, there's you could do stuff. It was it was it's a really really interesting, interesting. podcast. He gets into a lot of things on on what the league is doing. He you know he said something like, "There's some people who don't like the Winter Classic. I don't know who those people are. I absolutely love it." And he basically said that's going nowhere. <laughs> so if, if if that that small group of people who are have a loud voice of like we don't like the Winter Classic, it's you're you're overdoing it uh don't worry about it because it's going to i absolutely love it that's preposterous yeah um great great episode go check it out alligators fenway park and around the clock hockey because there's a a lot of stuff it's just nice to know that you know league is not standing pat you know things things are looking good but they're constantly trying to uh progress it in in so many different ways and kind of fun things like that fun atmospheres like for the the all-star game and then real one you know meaningful games like the winter classic and and kind of just doing cool things revolving around that so great great episode go check it out 
Um, all right, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. I believe we are recording the episode with Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets tomorrow. Um, but that might not come out until Thursday. We kind of want to release it a little bit closer to the game. That, that's how, that's the plan right now, anyway. Uh, but either way, we will be back tomorrow with a fresh episode of anything that's going on. While the ads are over in Finland, they have landed and practices are happening. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Obviously, that is always appreciated for Mr. Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.